Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. to the newsletter at snoozecast.com. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters and by Stately Processions. Tonight, we'll read another excerpt from The Wind in the Willows by Kenneth Graham, published in 1908. This story centers around four small animals, mole, rat, toad, and badger. Their stories take place in the countryside of Edwardian, England. If you'd like to start with the first episode, it aired on March 22, 2021. Graham grew up on the River Thames. As secretary of the Bank of England, he told his son bedtime stories that evolved into this book after he took an early retirement. In the last episode, new friends Mole and Rat have a picnic on the riverbank and take an accidental plunge in the river afterwards. Later, they pay a visit to the estate of the toad to see what he was up to. The toad's newest passion was for his fancy carriage he referred to as a gypsy caravan. The toad hoped for company to join him on the open road and tried to convince his visitors to come along. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. 
take a few deep breaths. The wild wood. The mole had long wanted to make the acquaintance of the badger. He seemed, by all accounts, to be such an important personage and, though rarely visible, to make his unseen influence felt by everybody about the place. But whenever the mole mentioned his wish to the water rat, he always found himself put off. It's all right, the rat would say. Badger will turn up some day or other. He's always turning up. And then I'll introduce you, the best of fellows. But you must not only take him as you find him, but when you find him. Couldn't you ask him here for dinner or something? said the mole. He wouldn't come, replied the rat simply. Badger hates society and invitations and dinner and all that sort of thing. Well then, supposing we go and call on him, suggested the mole. Oh, I'm sure he wouldn't like that at all, said the rat. Quite alarmed, he's so very shy. He'd be sure to be offended. I've never even ventured to call on him at his own home myself, though I know him so well. Besides, we can't. It's quite out of the question, because he lives in the very middle of the wild wood. Well, supposing he does, said the mole, you told me the Wildwood was all right, you know. Oh, I know, I know, so it is, replied the rat evasively. But I think we won't go there just now, not just yet. It's a long way, and he wouldn't be at home at this time of year anyhow, and he'll be coming along some day if you'll wait quietly. The mole had to be content with this. But the badger never came along, and every day brought its amusements. And it was not till summer was long over, and cold and frost and miry ways kept them much indoors. And the swollen river raced past outside their windows, with a speed that mocked at boating of any sort or kind, that he found his thoughts dwelling again with much persistence on the solitary gray badger.